Welcome to the Watermark Family Ministry Podcast, where we aim to equip and encourage parents for the mission they've been employed and empowered by God to do. Uh, My name is Wes Butler. I'm the Director of Family Ministry here at Watermark Community Church at our Dallas campus, and I am so thankful that you have tuned in today. This is part three of, uh, uh, and the final part of a series we've done on making the most of your school year. And today we're going to talk with you, uh, those of you guys who are homeschool parents. And so I'm joined by my friends Morgan and Jeff and Missy today in the studio, and we're just going to talk through some principles that I think are going to be really, really beneficial to you all who are homeschooling, but also to those of you who are putting your kids in public school, private school. I mean, there are a ton of uh, things that just carry over and that kind of bridge the gap of those two things. So stay tuned and listen. If if you're not homeschooling your kids, this is still for you, and you're going to learn from my friends on this. Uh, Again, all this is also on our blog. If you go to watermark.org slash blog and you go to the family ministries section, you're going to find these pod, uh, these blogs there uh, that these podcasts are based off of. And so Missy Leventhal wrote uh, this blog post today uh, that helps us just kind of think through four principles for making the most of your year in, in the homeschool world. And so I hope that you'll uh, be encouraged by this and that you'll share this with uh, your community group, with other friends who you know could benefit from this, and that you'll talk about it with others. And so uh, thanks again for joining us. And now uh, let me introduce you to my friends. Okay, well, I am excited to be joined by three friends today who have been on and are currently on the homeschool journey, and uh, and for you guys, our listeners, to learn from uh, them. And so I'm going to let them introduce themselves, their family, tell you a little bit of the history of how they got to where they are today, and uh, and then we're just going to dive into uh, some principles that we think will help you to make the most of your homeschool year. So Morgan, I'm going to start with you. Why don't you introduce okay. yourself and your family? Hello. So my name is Morgan Buchek. I'm married to Brian married for 17 years and we have five kids age uh, 11, 9, 7, 5, and two and a half. So, and if you ask me, do I homeschool all my kids? I would say we do not homeschool the two and a half year old. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so we, uh, I actually never thought I would homeschool. And I remember reading some parenting book um, years ago when I think my oldest was about three and the author um, homeschooled his kids. And I put it down and I told my husband, okay, I would never do this, but this sounds like my dream job. I, I love to teach. I love to learn. And the idea of doing that with my kids on a daily basis just sounded so fun and so exciting. So uh, when I really processed, okay, why wouldn't I do that? It was because I really thought my parents would disown me because that's what <laughs> crazy Christians do. Right. Not just, you know, <laughs> not normal Christians. So anyway, once I kind of realized that, I thought, okay, well, that's the wrong reason. So um and the grandparents have been really supportive, and uh, it's been it's been great. We're actually uh, we decided that the best move was to send our ten year old to public school this year, so that's going to be new for us. Um, but it's one of those you know one of those things you hear in the homeschool world. Hey, you evaluate each kid each year, yeah. and for him, we just felt like. Um, he is better off not being taught by mom. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was time for him to get. So, still homeschooling the others, um, and yeah, this will be probably our sixth year homeschooling. Awesome. Awesome. Really good. Well, Morgan, thanks for being here. Jeff, introduce yourself and your family. Yes. Yeah, so my name is Jeff and I'm married to uh, my wife, Stacy. We've been married 16 years. We also have five kiddos. Oldest is 12. Youngest is 11 months. Uh, and we started our homeschool journey accidentally as well. We, I never thought we would. In fact, we when we moved 12 years ago, we moved next to a public school that we really liked. And I mean, we are right across from a really good school. But as we, uh, as as our son was um, getting older, uh, we just noticed that uh, that first year we we're like, let's just 
instead of kindergarten at school, we'll just have them at home and we'll just keep doing it. And then Stacy kind of fell in love with homeschooling. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. I stayed entirely skeptical of the whole thing. In my <laughs> mind, uh, there was like a stigma attached to homeschooling that I didn't want our family to be a part of. Uh, and so it was really a uh, just an ignorant thought that was in my brain. And as I got to understand my wife's passion for it a little bit more, as I start to see her heart grow for it, uh, we just had really good conversations about how uh, this might work for our family. And similarly to what Meg, uh, to what Morgan just said, we've done a, you know, a year by year, kid by kid process. But each time I just get to see my wife's passion flare up for, for walking alongside our kids. And so that's been a joy for me to come alongside her, even though we keep looking across the street going, hey, that's a good school right there. But just going, hey, this has been good for our family. And so over time, the skepticism for me has just kind of dripped away. And I've just enjoyed watching the watching our family flourish during this time. I love that, so, Jeff. That's yeah. so helpful. And, yeah. and I imagine it will be helpful to yes. people that are maybe uh, <laughs> listening in. I, I do hope that some of you public school and private school families are listening in to this conversation because I, I know just like the other ones, this is going to be really beneficial uh, for them. And I think uh, exactly what you just said is going to be really helpful uh, to some parents. So uh, last but not least, Missy Leventhal, why don't you introduce yeah. yourself and your family? Good luck to you introducing all of your kids. And, uh, <laughs> I know, i got to keep them straight. <laughs> Um, so I'm Missy Leventhal, and I'm married to David. We've been married. It'll be 21 years in September. Um, we have seven kiddos, 16, 14, 13, 12, 11, 6, and 3. Um, so well that's done. my crew. I know <laughs> yeah. I have to keep them in order. Um, so we actually started in private school um, early on. And by the time it was time to put the third in, it financially just did not make sense for our family. So... Um, I had been an educator before um, our kids got into school or before we started having kids and um, started staying home with them. So, you know, I always loved teaching. Um, I always saw homeschooling as a potential place for our family to end up. Um, But like Jeff, David was really skeptical of what that would look like for us. And, you know, how do you stay accountable? And what do you even do? How do you know what to do? Those kind of questions. And um, so I just began looking into it really to kind of relieve the financial burden for our family. And um, I mean, really the Lord just put it on David's heart that, okay, I think y'all need to go that direction. And so we dove in when our oldest was going into third grade and um, really just had three that we were schooling at that point. And same thing, we've taken each year at a time, each kid at a time. And um, here we are nine years in and, you know, we'll have a junior in high school and a three-year-old. So there you go. And now That's you're fine. writing blog posts about and how to make the most yeah. of your homeschool year. So Missy has done uh, some of the heavy lifting for us today on just kind of putting some principles together that uh, that we want to share with you guys about ways that you can make the most of your homeschool year. And so Missy, why don't you just kind of walk through the, those four principles real quickly, give us a preview, and then we'll just dive into each one of those uh, and, and just let you guys uh, interact with that, share stories of what this looks like in your family. Yeah, absolutely. So every year has challenges. You can't take those away, but I've found that there are some things that we can do to kind of minimize them or at least prepare a little bit better for the challenges. Um, and I use the acronym HOME, uh, ideally for homeschooling. Um, so first one, H, hone in on your educational philosophy, your family mission, and individual goals for your kids. Um, the O stands for organize your materials and make a specific plan. And then M, make adjustments when needed. There are always going to be adjustments that need yeah. to be made. So um, that's an important one. And lastly, the E is just for enjoy connecting with your kids and be purposeful about fun. 
Love it. Well, let's dive into that first one. And I know when uh, you and I first talked about doing this blog and podcast, you're like, hey, Wes, we might be a little too late for some of this yeah. stuff because uh, obviously homeschool families are thinking about this through the summer. Some of them are even educating through the summer and taking vacations when the rest of us are locked Absolutely. into a, a schedule. Uh, but, um, uh, but at the same time, I hope that this is beneficial to you, uh, whether it's for this school year or for school years to come. But let's talk about that first one, hone in on your educational philosophy, family mission, and individual goals. What does that mean? And what does that look like for you guys in the Leventhal home? Um, well, for us, I mean, it, it really means just reminding myself of why we're on this journey in the first place. Um, you know, our heart is really to connect with our kids at a relational level and um, just to build the foundation of family. And so, um, you know, I can easily get swept up into just the cultural pressures of, you know, they've got to be in this class. They've got to be exposed to this thing. They need to be reading by first grade. They need to know their math facts like all those pressures can be so overwhelming. But if I can get my heart back in line with the purpose of homeschooling for our family is really to connect with the hearts of my kids, um, for us to build these relationships because we have 16 down to three-year-old. I mean, I really want my kids to know each other and to enjoy one another. Mm -hmm. And so um, making a plan early on of just how do we encompass that mission um, into our, our year. Yeah. Yeah. And so what have you guys done to maybe establish some of those family values and that, that kind of um, the mission statement, if you will? Is that something that you guys have done, Jeff or, or Morgan, to kind of come up with a mission statement for your family? And how has that helped you as you've thought about homeschooling? For sure. Um, Missy's right. I feel like we have to remind ourselves <laughs> of this probably monthly, you know, just to go, OK, you know, when the days are hard, everybody's sick or you feel like you're off track just to go. Okay, wait, or, or especially when you're tempted on other things, because the pressures are really there. You know, mm -hmm. when the neighbor's kid mm -hmm. is reading chapter books at five, <laughs> you know, and I, I didn't teach my kids to read until seven. I mean, that was a really that was tough just to kind of resist that and remind myself why I was waiting until seven. You know, so it, it's helpful to write it down. It's helpful to have friends that can remind you of why you were motivated in the first place. Um, but, yeah, I've done a lot of that. And I think. um Having your individual goals is really important because it really does vary per family. So for us, um, one of the the methods that kind of I adhered to first was um, a lady named Carol Joy Side had a seminar in Dallas, and she comes yearly. And everything she said really resonated with me and my experience. And one of the things she advocates is later is better, not to push too hard too young. Um, and I could see myself really getting swept up in that too much too young. And so that was really just refreshing to hear that. Uh, but along with that, I just knew that, OK, if we're not teaching reading until seven, if we had to put our kids in public school, they would be behind. So it was one of those where some people um, they're they want to teach their kids. And so they're ahead of the game. They want to use that freedom to homeschool to um, have that one on one attention and go further, maybe. But I knew that we were going to go at a slower pace. So that was just one of the natural fallouts was if I did have to put them in school at that in the elementary age, especially, they would have to catch up a lot. And that was something I just had to come to peace with. Other people, their goals would be, hey, we have to keep up. I want to make sure that in case we do have to put them in at any time, we are keeping up with the pace of our local public school because I don't want them to struggle like that. And so anyway, so I do feel like understanding that goal and where you are is important for every family to kind of evaluate. Yeah, I hear in that. I mean, I think one of the traps for all families, really 
private, public, or homeschool mm-hmm. is just comparison. Amen. Sure, sure. And uh, and so just knowing your kids and knowing your mm-hmm. family and uh, you know making those decisions based off of those values and that mission for your family is so important. Jeff, what does this look like for yeah, you guys? Yeah, we, we've we've. Uh, a couple of years ago, my wife put together a vision statement that I kind of sat with her afterwards and we looked at that was really important to us because for me, especially as the dad coming home, sometimes I can be, all right, who's reading, who's typing at what speed, who's doing <laughs> yeah. this? I want to see results. And it's like, no, we're going to be focused on the process of what we're doing and some of the things that we're just big picture interested at. And it's funny, as we've prepared this, it's calmed my heart. And I actually have to bring my wife back to it from time Mm -hmm. to time because she's the one that can sometimes, as she's stuck in the weeds, go, this, you know, somebody's struggling to to read this or to do this. And I'm like, hey, remember, our job was we wanted them to love and pursue the Lord, be Mm -hmm. curious about the world, enjoy reading for pleasure. All these things are just going, is that still happening? Is that still the heart of what we're doing? And so we return to that what we call vision statement for why we homeschool, we return to that statement all the time because it just kind of helps calm our hearts down and not turn it into, oh my gosh, the we need to have these things in line. Uh, we just go, hey, are we still doing what we set out to accomplish from the, from the get-go? So we do have a little document that we look at, I don't know, maybe twice a year, three times a year to just kind of go, just to almost calm our hearts down with how our kids are doing, just going, hey, we're still accomplishing mm-hmm what we want to accomplish and they're going to be slow or fast in certain areas, but we, so that's been a, an important piece of what we've done. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just remembering that the goal of educating them is broader than just your basic academics. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I, I think, uh, Jeff, you said it too, yes. just that, that results based, I think we can get yes. so locked yes. in on that. And, and, uh, just the reminder, and we say this in all of our family ministry areas and parenting is just like, Hey, we have to remind ourselves as parents, our goal is faithfulness. Mm-hmm. We, we are so out of control when it comes to results. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and so it's certainly in education and in the way that we, uh, you know, steward the time as homeschool parents. And in, in this case, um, we don't have any control over what's going to happen to them. We were just talking about, uh, you know, a famous Christian, uh, you know, kind of mm-hmm. pastor who, uh, was kind of famous because he was homeschooled and because of some of the things that he, uh, you know, brought to the Christian community out of that. And yet we've heard recently that he's fallen away from the faith and all that. And gosh, you know, that, that is not, uh, that doesn't go back to the parents all of a sudden. Well, they probably did something terrible, man. The Lord is sovereign over all of that. And I think sometimes for us as parents, just taking that pressure off of ourselves, reminding ourselves of, Hey, this is what we want to aim for. And then we, we're going to trust the Lord, you know, Psalm 127, you know, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. So, uh, Missy, let's dive into that second one then of yeah. uh, ways that you organize your materials and make a plan. What does this look like for you guys? Uh, for, for me, um, so this is where I really excel. Um, it's at the end, the enjoy and the fun part that I struggle with. <laughs> um, but the, the organizing, I'm, I'm great at organizing. I'm great at making a plan. I um love to have kind of my ducks in a row and know where we're headed. And, um, you know, nothing can derail our school day faster than not having the materials and supplies um, in order for a given lesson. So for me, that can look like, you know, gathering supplies for arts and for science projects and, you know, having kind of a, a plastic bin that I keep all that stuff in. So it's on hand whenever we need it. Um, or I need a distraction for the three-year-old, you know, just pull out some Play-Doh and here you go. Let us get some academics done. Um, But for me, really, it means a lot of time in the summer of um, going through each subject um, and really just mapping out 
what each subject's going to look like um, as a whole, and then kind of identifying where that falls for each kid as well. Um, yeah, and if if I don't go into my school year feeling organized, then it it rattles me, and it takes me a little while to kind of get into the groove. Um, yeah, totally yeah. agree. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I do Sunday nights. I feel like I'm better weekly because then I just can kind of adjust. But you're absolutely right. So I, most often, I feel like if the day has gone poorly, what could I have done better? It's 99% of the time on me. I'm distracted. I started putting my phone on silent um, automatically from eight to two every day because mm -hmm. if I was checking my phone, my kids were more likely to pick it up behind me as soon as I set it down or, I mean, that's when the wheels just come off completely. So just really focusing and then, um, yeah. So I would say that's for sure. That's one of the many ways homeschooling is incredibly sanctifying. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> one, of, me. one of the things that uh, I've done for for my wife in, in doing this, right, is to make sure I, from the from the dad's perspective or whoever's not staying at home to do this is making sure I help them carve out time so that they can do mm -hmm. what Missy and Morgan were just talking about. Yes. And for the first time this year, like if I want to go the extra length, uh, the first time I was the one suggesting, hey, it's time for you. I think it's about time for you to do this, not because I want you to control it, but to just go, I want to be a part of this. I know this blesses you. And so I was proactive in helping carve out that time for her, which was really good. And then when I help carve out that time, it's easy for me after four hours or six hours or however long she's gone, even if it's a weekend to be like, all right, when you get back, I'm checking out or whatever. But really what she wants from me afterwards is I want to, un I want to invite you in on where my brain's been the last six hours, eight hours, two mm -hmm. days. Mm -hmm. And so I need to know, in fact, when she returns, I need to be as on as ever and how just what, where's your heart? What's the Lord? Where do you think mm -hmm. the Lord's guiding you, guiding us and our family this semester or whatever? And so it's been helpful when I'm sitting down, locked in, engaged to go, let's talk about what, you, what you're what you thinking about from, a man, from an organization standpoint and all of that and how we can move forward. So hopefully I'm getting better at that. I was not good at that the first two <laughs> or three years. And, uh, but uh, slowly I'm starting to help grow and I think make uh, allow for Stacy to have time to, to do exactly what we're talking about here. Right. That's and awesome. I would say that, that that's been key in our family too. When David's allowed me to get away from mm -hmm. the normal responsibilities, because if I'm in the house trying to plan and organize, then I also need to break up fights and redirect hearts and manage media mm -hmm. and, you know, cook dinner or make a snack or all those other things that just come with being a mom. And so, you know, our, our best times have been whenever he's just sent me away to a, a hotel yeah. for a weekend. And, you know, I grab my snacks and I eat out and, you know, <laughs> my day is mine and I can really just sit down and, and really spend time just praying and processing of, Lord, where do you want us to go this year? Yeah. And what things do I need to be focused on with each kid? And um, yeah, those are really sweet times That's for good. me individually to prepare me for the year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Missy, what about uh, co-op? Where does that yeah. kind of play mm -hmm. into uh, maybe this category of how you and David decided to, to do that or not do that for right. seasons of time? Um, what, does that, what does that look like for you guys? Well, for us, it kind of started when our oldest um, was approaching high school and we knew that we were going to need to make some decisions like what does homeschooling to high school look like? Um, are we even going to continue that path for him? And um, really, I felt a need to get him in a classroom setting in junior high, just so he at least had exposure to it. I mean, he had been in it in first and second grade, but a lot of things changed between yeah. that and junior <laughs> high. So uh, we looked into kind of a smaller co-op um, and put him into a class for eighth grade. Um, since then, that's morphed into 
um, exposing our kids kind of seventh grade, seventh and eighth grade. They usually spend a couple of classes at a co-op. And then um, for him, we decided that the best avenue for high school was um, really to outsource everything. And by outsource, I just mean that all of his classroom instruction is coming from a co-op. Um, it looks very similar to a college schedule. He'll go to classes one day a week to two days a week. Um, I mean, he's really at co-op every single day of the week, but each class is only held twice a week. And then I just help him manage his coursework at home and, you know, make sure that he's getting done what he needs to get done. But, but really, um, the instruction side of it is off the plate for me, um, for him, for high school. That's what we've done for high school. That's good. How, let me just ask this question before we move on to the next thing. But when you think about this, uh, category or this principle here, how do you see this playing into your focus on what we just talked about at the beginning, right? Of, Hey, here's our core values. Here's what we really want to aim at and really keeping our hearts focused on discipleship. How does this help you for the sake of making sure that the, the important things are still the most important things in your homes? Yeah, that's a good question. Like when you're in the weeds of the Mm -hmm. daily grind, organizing, making a plan, how do you also remember the 10,000 foot level? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think being organized helps your heart because then I'm less frazzled. And when I'm less frazzled or frustrated, everything's better in the home. You know, Mm. they called mom like the CMO, the chief mood officer. (laughs) So it's really just it's for my benefit and for the kids, but truly just so our hearts do remember the joy of it and why we're doing it. And so it's really just for the organization part isn't necessarily just for organization's sake. It's so that you can uh, just remember the 10,000 foot level. It makes it a lot easier. It clears the weeds from your path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think about I, my team. Uh, we just read through uh, Tim Challey's book, Do More Better, mm-hmm. which is about productivity. And I love the way that he talks about productivity of being this is really a tool to help you glorify God mm-hmm. and do good to others is really the, the exactly. purpose of that. And so this falls into that category as I'm listening to you for me of, look, if I can do these things and be diligent and structured, it helps me to love my kids. It helps me to be on mission. It helps me to, to bring glory to God so that my heart is maybe uh, in a steadier place than it would be if I'm scrambling for last minute things. And so just to keep in mind that all these principles really at the end of the day, we're, we're focusing back on our goal is discipleship. This is our role. This is what we've been called to do. So Missy, let's jump into that that next one then. Uh, make adjustments when needed. What does that mean? Oh, goodness. This is a big one. Um, <laughs> so it's great to plan. It's great to um, have things organized. But man, there is always going to be a need uh, to just scrap it. And, you know, in the blog post, I kind of touch on just the different things that come up that might mean that we need to scrap a plan. And, you know, it's things like when curriculum is not working for your family, you know, you can do everything to, to plan well, to pick the best thing, but it doesn't mean it's going to work for your family. Um, so just being willing to scrap it when it doesn't fit, um, you know, dealing with heart issues with the kids. I mean, that's our focus. So I cannot overlook the need to correct and discipline for the sake of making sure that the math lesson gets done. Um, I've got to scrap the math lesson sometimes so that I can go and um, shepherd my kids' hearts. Um, and then just, you know, the need for, for spontaneous um, play dates, field trips, mm-hmm. um, opportunities to serve. I mean, we've got to scrap the plan every now and then uh, when great things, great opportunities come up for us to be involved in. 
Yeah, that's good. My role in kind of helping us kind of adjust some of, uh, if, if there something needs to happen is um, I'm trying to get better at just periodically asking Stacy kind of a list of questions. I know she's always wrestling with what you all mentioned earlier, just am I doing enough? And I just, one, I'm trying to help calm her heart in mm-hmm. that, but then just, I'm just curious with her, just going, hey, what was the win from the last two, two, three weeks? What was, what was exciting? What made that a win? And then just go, is that something we want to bring more of in or who's struggling in what area again not focusing on the the uh, the results of this but is this is there something that I can help do we need to send you away again for a couple of days just to think through if there needs to be an adjustment and so I just run through a few questions and then as she's talking I'm just trying to proactively listen I'm going hey how can I help not try to solve anything but help her kind of think through does something need to happen because sometimes I'll get home from from work and she'll be like we're scrapping everything everything <laughs> I've done we're just done and I'm like well let's well hold on I, you've done some great stuff so yeah. my wife is super steady uh, she helps is she's a steadying force in my life, but this is my one area for her where I can help steady her from time to time and knowing that sometimes adjustments do need to be made, but sometimes I can kind of help just slow her down in these areas, but just by making sure I'm asking consistent questions from her and just getting to hear her heart as she shares. Absolutely. I think for me, one of the kind of fun things about homeschooling is just truly um, getting to know each child uniquely in their strengths and weaknesses, you know? And so I, I do feel like adjustments is, I mean, capital A, that's the name of the game every mm-hmm. day because you might have, all right, we're going to get through this um, this handwriting this year. This is what we're going to accomplish. Or, you know, we have this, you know, second grade math is where we are. But then let's say your kid just does not get subtraction or solve for the unknown, you know, and they're like in tears, they don't get it. And so I feel like that's a great opportunity for me to A, be patient, which I have not always been, again, sanctifying, <laughs> Um, but just to kind of go, okay, how can I get more creative in this? Or, you know what, let's put it aside for three months and pick it back up and see where it goes. And those, I just feel like are wins for the whole family. Cause yeah. then you feel like you're just really loving each child where they are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And the only other thing I'll add on, because adjustments can mean any number of things. I mean, we've had infants in the house, Absolutely. right, as you're homeschooling. And all of a sudden, it's like, I'm checking in with Stacy, going, do I need to take a more proactive role? And sometimes I've come home and helped with a certain lesson. I can, I'm not always the best at it, but I'm like, hey, I can engage on a couple of things if I need to. And so you've got to be aware of life, right. state, life stage adjustments and any number of other things that are coming along. Yeah, I was thinking about that last night of um, just... You know, the days where we had the most productive academic days were usually the days that the two-year-old tore up the house, (laughs) you know, so like all the Tupperware was out, all the blocks were out, the permanent markers were spread across the table, none of the dishes had gotten done for the day. And so just adjusting those expectations for what the house may look like when David gets home from work for seasons, you know, And, and every day wasn't like that. But our most productive academic days generally meant that the little people are not you know, being redirected every two seconds. They're just kind of left to wonder and yeah. <laughs> get into so, things. Yeah. And that's so. a, I do feel like that's a question we get a lot is how do you homeschool with toddlers? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and the answer is, I don't really know. <laughs> you just kind of get through it. I don't know. Well, you're on this podcast, so you can tell everybody, Morgan, that's not helpful. Uh, no, well, and which is right. That's, that's just the, it's, 
Lord, give us today our daily bread. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's just for grace sure. for today yeah. uh, to get through and go, I, I don't know how we're going to make it, but Lord, I trust that you are going to drop that manna from heaven like right. you yes. did yesterday morning. And, uh, and you know, that uh, that doesn't take away the planning. It doesn't take away the uh, intentionality and being diligent, but it does remind us that when we are overwhelmed, hey, the Lord is, he's sovereign in control of this. And I, as I'm listening to you guys, I, I think, man, what a great lesson for our kids on just the interruptibility Absolutely. of life in Absolutely. general. Absolutely. Right. That life doesn't go according to an eight to five calendar. And from mm-hmm. this time to this time, like things get thrown at us all the time. And the scriptures are very clear that we need to have margin yeah. to be like the good Samaritan in those moments to go, Hey, I, this is, this is a ditch that I have stumbled upon, whether it's a discipline moment uh, in my kid's life or whether it's the needs of a neighbor or whatever it might be that I have margin to go and to meet that need. So Missy, I'd love for you, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit because <laughs> you alluded to this at the beginning, just going, hey, these are probably the, these last two are ones that I, I'm not so great at. Absolutely. So can you share a story about when this particular one didn't go as well as you would have hoped that it would have gone, that you kind of look back and go, man, that was just a failure on my part. And here's how the Lord redeemed that. So can I put you on the spot yeah, for that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the one I share in, in the blog post, I'll just add a little more color commentary to it. Um, you know, we had gone into our first year of homeschooling. I um, chose most of our curriculum based off of the school that my kids were coming out of because it seemed like that would be the easiest natural transition for them. Um, and it just felt secure for me to go with something that I knew that a reputable school was using. And so we went with it. And you know, I was an English teacher before. And so I felt like if I could teach junior high English, then I should be able to teach my third graders some semblance of English. And this curriculum was just not working for us. It felt backwards to me. He was getting frustrated, was uninterested, um, discouraged, and uh, really both of us from time to time were ending up in tears after our 20 minutes sitting at the table trying to work our way through a lesson. (laughs) And um Really, it ended in the day when I was so frustrated. I just threw the book across the table and I was like, we're done. Pick it up. Go throw it away. We're done with this. And he looked at me with these big old eyes like, what What do you mean? I was like, throw it away. <laughs> and I just couldn't take I knew it didn't need to be that hard. Yes. I mean, we're learning nouns and verbs like this is basic stuff. And so, um, yeah, so we threw it away. And part of me, it was really hard because we had just invested a lot of money in mm. this, but um, it just wasn't working. And so, you know, later I apologized for my response. Throwing your book across the tables in frustration is probably not the best way to handle <laughs> that. Um, but then we moved on. We got something else. And really it it turned into a really great connecting point for me and that kiddo because uh, our new book was a little gentler. And we just took it out to the trampoline. That ended up being our own time together. No one else was allowed on the trampoline. Really, I encouraged all the other kids to just stay inside during that uh, little bit of time. And um, I would introduce a lesson while he jumped. And then he would let me have jump time while, you know, he was trying to answer some questions. And it really just became a really sweet connecting time for us relationally that I look back now. He probably doesn't remember that we jumped on the trampoline, but, you know, the relationship that we built during that time was just so, so sweet. And now as he's 16 and, you know, I'm seeing college on the horizon, I just think, man, Lord, thank you. Thank you for allowing us to scrap that material and, um, and really just have that time to connect while hopefully learning a little bit of grammar along the way. Yeah. 
Well, and that leads so well into this last principle uh, of just enjoy connecting mm-hmm. with your kids and be purposeful about mm-hmm. fun. So, uh, Miss, you've already given us an example of that, but talk a little bit more right. about what, what does this mean to you guys and how do you think about that as you're thinking through your, your school year? Yeah, this one's really hard for me just because I am kind of a taskmaster. Give me my to-do list. Sit down. Let's get our work done. Focus, focus, focus. Um, but I can see it in, on the faces of my kids that, um, you know, when I'm pushing too hard when when the task list really does become my priority instead of engaging their hearts I can I can see the disconnect in us in them with each other um, and so sometimes it means just saying hey go get your shoes on where are we going just get your shoes on and get in the car and they've learned don't ask any yeah. more questions <laughs> just get in the car because it usually means something fun you know grab an ice cream and going to the park or um, you know there are a lot of different um, kind of outlets for homeschool kids that they can do like the book it program at pizza hut or the Brahms book buddy program, like all these incentives for reading and academics that you get these little treats. And so, you know, sometimes that means an afternoon where we go and we use our coupons for our pizzas and then we go to Brahms and we get our ice cream and then we go to the park for the rest of the day. And, and that's our school day. Yeah. And that's totally fine. So just giving myself the freedom to put the academics to the side and just enjoy while the parks are empty and all the other kids are at school. <laughs> That's right. That's good. All right. Parkers, what about for you guys? What does this look like for y'all? Well, I think a couple of things. I mean, just in general, as a family, we um, if we're ever planning a trip or something like that, a road trip, the the kids, they've because of what we've done homeschooling-wise or whatever, they, they get to be a part of just the planning process sometimes from us. And so we kind of think through some of the fun that we want to do. And so that's always been something that we've enjoyed. And then just, uh, if I can encourage the dads for a second, the, the, when I'm interested in what they're doing, it makes everything more exciting for the kids and frankly, for my, for my wife. And Mm -hmm. so when I get home and I'm checking in on what they're doing, I've been a part of Greek Latin quizzes as we're talking (laughs) about root words. My kids always beat me. They love beating me at Uh at just kind of these root words or when we've, when I've just um, helped just try to figure out, Hey, what did this look like today? And I bring a little bit of my goofy thing to the to the table it becomes fun for them and all of a sudden it goes back to the heart of what we've always wanted is that learning is fun and not a chore uh, and so I just try to jump in where I can um, when I'm trying to be an active dad my passivity roars all the time and I want to avoid moving in and enjoying it but every time I move even a little bit it brings something that uh, is just right as a unique side of who I am and and my role in our family. When I'm interested, it makes everything a little more fun. And so I have to remind myself of, hey, get in there. And that gets everyone's attention kind of perked up and excited. And so that's just one of the things I constantly have to remind myself is get involved. And that just in itself typically makes it more fun for my family. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's such a win whenever dad. So Brian works from home and whenever he can take a 15 minute break and go through the football with one of the boys, I mean, they're just on cloud nine. Yeah, they love it. Yeah, yeah. I find with us, um, we generally stick with a four day week. And so it kind of leaves the fifth day as just a fun day. So if mm. it's like a gorgeous spring day, you all know that one spring day, you know, that comes around March <laughs> yeah. where everybody Texas, wants to skip school. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> well, we get to skip it. You know, we get to skip school when that day comes around or that fall day. And so if that ends up being on a Tuesday, awesome. Then we'll catch up on Friday. So um, just having that fun already built into one day can make it a little bit easier on me to buckle down the other days. Also, the uh, with homeschooling, often you're done by noon. 
I mean, for us, we've really never gone past lunch unless something's really dear, unless we have a dentist appointment or something in the morning and then we'll kind of pick up in the afternoon. But afternoon is a great time to just be like, hey, let's go play with our other homeschool friends. Like I'll drop you off at Bennett's house and we'll, you know, uh, you have that chance or we'll go to the park this afternoon. So afternoons, it's just, it's a really easy built in time. School's not out yet um, to just kind of have that as, hey, what do you want to do this afternoon? That's our freedom. Yeah, that's good. Well, as you guys are talking about this, I have uh, David Penuel kind of uh, chiming in my <laughs> ear a little bit because, you know, as uh, David is our director of student ministry here at the Dallas campus. And and with, if you were to ask him, hey, what is the common denominator that you see with kids who continue on in their faith uh, beyond high school and off into college? The, the number one thing he will tell you is that they have fun together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that those are the families where the kids enjoyed being with yeah. mom and dad, where they were connecting relationally in a way that uh, wasn't always taskmaster, as you said, right. Missy, yeah. or, uh, you know, that, that wasn't just uh, always uh, heavy handed with discipline, but it was still disciplined. It was still pointing to, uh, you know, the, the things that were important that we need to learn and grow in and memorize scripture and all these things. But it was also, man, they they laughed a ton. Right. They played games. They connected with one another relationally, and they worked hard on those relationships. And so I think this is such an important mm-hmm. uh, factor for, again, not just for homeschool, but for all of us just to think through, Jeff, I love what you yeah. said, for dads just going, <laughs> yeah. hey, man, are you engaged You know, when you get home in a way that uh, allows your kids to go, man, it's just fun when dad's there. Not that yeah. we want to be Disneyland dad, you know, <laughs> right, right. Um, but that we can balance that grace and truth you know, in our homes. It's interesting too, that uh, one of the things, and this goes, this speaks to a couple of the other things too, but when our kids have seen something that is, it's not even what we would consider school, but they've shown an interest. We've had one of my, my, my son was just interested in fish all of a sudden. And we were looking at fish tanks and all of a sudden we're looking about how much water can fit in a fish tank and what types of fish. And, and my wife says all the time, that's homeschooling, right? right? That's homeschooling. And it's just, it's something that I could engage with. It's fun because he's just, he doesn't know he's learning, but he's reading something. I'm in there with him, helping him think through that sort of stuff. And you're absolutely right. Like at the end of the day, um, I've got to make sure that it isn't just about Disney school, you know, Disneyland and, and, and all of that, but just try and engage wherever their heart's at ends up being a lot of fun sometimes if they're like for me, sports and all that can be a lot of fun. And if I can just even use that as an opportunity to just pour in, push in in certain ways, all of a sudden Stacy will look up and go, Jeff, do you realize that was homeschooling? That's yes. why, you know, <laughs> and, that, and that doesn't matter if you public school, private school, just moving yeah. in at any moment. That's where we're training up disciples in little ways and big ways. Absolutely. Oh yeah. We figured out that our oldest started learning addition and subtraction by basketball games. Yes, like, <laughs> that's right. Because he was interested, right. you know? Like you, you'll you learn what you're interested in. That's if you're right. not interested Absolutely. in it, it doesn't go in the brain. So it's good. It makes it fun. Definitely. I love it, guys. Well, hey, before we uh, kind of wrap up, is there anything else you just go, man, I, I, I really think this is important. If I'm talking to some of my, uh, my peers who are in this homeschooling world, that I would be crazy if we didn't just encourage them in this way or admonish them in this way. Is there anything else that comes to mind? I mean, I, I think just what I tell myself over and over and I'm seeing right before my eyes is just the days are so long, but the years are so quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think back to those days when uh, my oldest and I were just, we you know seemed to butt heads all the time and, you know, it, it felt so draining at times. And um, what's the purpose in this? Oh my gosh, is this even going to work? You know, and now I see him blossoming into an amazing young man and I mean, he's 
approaching the door to launch, you know, and I'm just amazed at um, what the process has been like. And I look back and it feels like it went by so quickly. Mm-hmm. So just enjoying, enjoying the process, enjoying the relationships and, and knowing that it's hard. The weeds are hard yeah. um, for sure. But you will get through it. That's so good. Yeah. I would say um, one thing that I feel like homeschool moms, you know, definitely myself constantly battle is just our own insecurity. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, are we failing our kids in some way? And uh, Mm -hmm. Natalie Fournette said something to me years ago that I've always remembered. And it's um, she just said, you're going to miss something. You always are. You know, it's kind of like what you touched on earlier. Like the Lord has to cover over completely. And so. Um, you know, when we try to hit everything 100%, we drive ourselves and our family crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so um, one thing that's helped me, though, just practically not to feel like a failure is to kind of have like, uh, like there's three things that I want to accomplish today. Let's say this is just it's not going to be a full school day, but I really want to make sure we hit math, read aloud and some science. Okay, great. And you know what? There are days where we're just going to hit one thing, you know, mm-hmm. and so that helps me not feel like the day was a total waste. Uh, but I feel like there are it's helpful for homeschool moms to kind of have like, okay, this is kind of more of a threadbare day. We did get some things done, but it wasn't the incredibly enriching day that I had planned. So um, those are just practical ways to not totally feel like a failure, you know, when your weeks don't go as planned, but, um, and fighting your own insecurity, you just often, you just have to rest Mm -hmm. and just go, look, the Lord, he's going to make things clear to us. Father, I'm just going to continue on this path until you make things so abundantly clear that you want us to steer in a different direction because mm-hmm. I trust you and I don't want to waste so much time just wondering if I'm, if I'm doing it. Okay. Okay. You know, if my insecurity is just taking over the joy. Yeah. Well, I'm, it just reminds me, I mean, the parenting journey is a daily battle with identity. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> for sure. You know, Absolutely. and, and just to remind ourselves that we're, we're not marked by, am I a homeschool parent? Correct. Uh, am I a public school parent? Am I, uh, you know, um, uh, contributing in this way to, uh, my kid's life? And that, that's not my identity. My identity is rooted in Christ. Right. And so am I living today and I'm planning my homeschool day or whatever it might be, might be, am I living today for the well done of my father mm-hmm. or am I living for the popularity contest of my kids or the comparison with the neighbor? And, mm-hmm. And those are the things that trap us and that, that get us off course. And if we can root ourselves back in, hey, you don't have to be insecure. You're, you are secure right. in the arms of your father who loves you, who created you, who's called you to this particular mission for this time, for however long the Lord may have you. And I mean, rest there yes. and, and be content. Rest. So, Last thing I think I'd say, just encouraging specifically the husbands, but right for both the, the, the mom and the dad that are figuring this out is to to full push for full alignment, right? The dad, I think dad sometimes it can be like, well, my wife wants to do it, so that's fine. I'll let, but it's like, no, we've got to be Ephesian five husbands and leaders in our family. That needs to be a part of our decision, right? We need to be in on that decision for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. But the thing I learned early on is as I was kind of more of the fine, we'll do it kind of a thing with the skepticism in my mind. When when I heard we had a long day or we came home and the house was a wreck mm-hmm. because school was great, but the toddler <laughs> destroyed the house. I was I used nixing homeschool as a weapon in my house to be like, all right, that's it. We're done. And that wasn't because that wasn't me engaging and being a part of the decision. I just kind of allowed it to happen. But when we fully got aligned and it's supportive, even on the worst days, I was able to sit with Stacy and go, this is this is the path that we 
currently think is best with our family. And so let's keep pushing forward. I was able to meet her in some of the hard times and the hard moments. And so I think that's really important because I think dads can sometimes just kind of go, we're doing it. My crazy wife's doing it or whatever. And and we just go, (laughs) no, that's our decision. That's our family. It's we're disciplers. We, so we need to be a part of that through and through and not use nixing it as a, as a weapon in our family when, when there's a tough day. That's so helpful. So helpful. Well, listen, guys, this has been really great and I've learned a ton just sitting here listening (laughs) to you guys. So thank you for uh, just sharing with us uh, from your experience. And so, and thank you guys for listening in uh, on this podcast. We hope that all of these podcasts have been really beneficial. And as as we've said with each one, man, please go back and listen to the other ones because you're going to glean stuff from Mm -hmm. the the public school families, the private school families, and uh, hopefully these homeschool families families as well. And, and just helping you think through what your primary role is. You are the disciple maker of your children. Mm-hmm. And that is what we've been called to. And education is a part of that. And we want to be faithful and, and faithful stewards of that. And so uh, we hope that these blogs and these podcasts are helpful towards that end. And uh, and if there's any way that we can serve you, you can email us at, uh, at, water, at, sorry, at parents at watermark.org. Uh, we would love the chance to engage with you and help you in any way. Uh, be sure to go to watermark.org, read through um, Missy's uh, blog post here on the family ministry deal and and share this with others. Uh, talk about it with your community groups. These are important conversations for us to be having. So again, thank you guys uh, for being here with me today and thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome.